It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Denver Broncos star pass rusher Von Miller made it back to the team's practice facility as he engaged in voluntary team workouts. Plus, Mario Vitanzi, he joins the show to play a game of the most exciting draft pick versus the most disappointing draft pick alongside Broncos country, plus some new developments that could impact the way that the NFL draft goes this Thursday. On today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. And make sure you guys head to the YouTube channel, search Lockdown Broncos. Hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Broncos YouTube page, where soon we'll have the audio podcast that you're used to every single day plus the video podcast that goes alongside it. But with that said, Broncos country, we're just a few days away, Drew Locke days away, to be exact, from the Broncos being on the clock in this year's NFL draft. And to kick things off on today's episode of the show, we got a lot of jam-packed action. We got some Broncos news and notes. Then we're going to be joined by Mario Vitanzi here shortly. But let's get out to the important news of the day. The Broncos making some moves in the administrative side of things as the Broncos named China Jude as the team's vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And according to the Broncos release, she's a well-respected athletic administrator and a leader in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space with over two decades of experience. And many football fans won't understand why it's important for an organization to have diversity, equity, and inclusion. But when you look at the Washington football team and some of the things that they've been through the last decade in terms terms of some of these scandals and maybe some potential cover-ups and uh, a lot of these allegations of harassment that have been accounted for, this is a serious thing to be able to have. And for many NFL teams, I don't believe the Broncos are going to be the only team to do this, but other NFL teams and organizations are going to follow suit. But it, it involves the fact that everybody has a voice, no matter what kind of perspective that they have. It's not just a single operation, a single voice. When you have all these different silos going on in business or in a sports organization where it boils down to one person and their, their opinion matters more than anything. That's where you start to see some organizations decline, especially with how they operate and some of the tension that builds inside administrative offices. So for the Broncos, this is a step in the right direction, giving everybody a voice at the table, diversity, equity, and inclusion, a very important step. But that's not the only move that the Broncos made yesterday as Brittany Bullen continues to work her way up the ladder as she has now been promoted to Senior Vice President of Strategy. She was the Vice President of Strategic Initiatives and was very hands-on in the Broncos process of creating safe guidelines at the stadium and also for the players to be able to come to the facility get tested she's created some great relationships along the way and her business acumen is starting to stand out we touched on it a little bit last week but i really do believe that Brittany bowen is putting herself on the right path to become the eventual controlling owner 
of the Denver Broncos. Obviously, some legal processes have to play out this summer, but Brittany Boland so far is taking the initiative, and I think that everybody should be proud of what she has done. If you're a Broncos fan and you want to keep the Broncos name in the Boland family, Brittany Boland is the best thing for the organization, and I'm very excited to see what she continues to do so far in her career, working her way up the ladder, which is what Pat Boland had wanted. But ladies and gentlemen, draft week is coming up here in just a few days. There's a lot of crazy changes, a lot of uh, news and rumors that have come out in the last couple of hours that I think will kind of muddy the waters a little bit in terms of perspectives. Now, we talked about it yesterday's episode of the show that this is smokescreen week, and we don't know what's true. We don't know what's untrue. However, the 49ers, they've made some very interesting claims, and they are set on two quarterbacks. I'm going to ask Mario Vitanzi about his thoughts on that a little bit later on here in the show, but in terms of a behind-the-scenes look at what the Broncos are doing preparing for the NFL Draft, well, the third episode and the third installment of Behind the Broncos, a behind-the-scenes in-depth look at the Broncos' preparation for the NFL Draft led by George Payton, the scouting department, the coaches, and John Elway as they collaboratively sit down. They talk about draft prospects, and they talk about how they're forming their board. That third episode releases on the Broncos' YouTube channel here today, so make sure you guys go to the Broncos' YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, and be sure to check it out. The first two episodes are up and they are fantastic being able to get an insight from George Payton as to how he operates. The first episode is focused on free agency, taking care of in-house guys. The second episode was pro days and obviously some contract signings with Shelby Harris and Justin Simmons. This third episode is what you're going to see the final look before the Broncos make their draft selections and it is going to be a huge one because Thursday is fast approaching and we're going to have you covered here on Locked On Broncos and just a reminder as you also head to YouTube type in Locked On Broncos hit that subscribe button once we get to 4,500 subscribers we're going to be doing a jersey giveaway and we're going to be giving away a jersey for the Broncos first round draft pick and it will be a male or a female jersey based on the winner we will buy that jersey for you we'll ship it out to you on the giveaway so make sure you hit that subscribe button once we get to 4,500 subscribers on YouTube we're very close we're just about a thousand away from making that happen it's very difficult Doable, we'll do a giveaway as well. But now we'll get into our conversation about Von Miller making his return to the Broncos practice facility yesterday as Mike Cliss of Nine News Denver first reported. Von returns to the team facility for voluntary workouts. And I think there's a lot of ways we can read into this, but you know, I think the fact that he is back at the team facility. I think says all that you need to know about where Vaughn is at. And I think the return to the facility kind of signifies the desire to be re-ingrained in the process of being a Bronco, being around the guys that are there. Not to mention, I do think it does set a strong example for the young guys. It helps raise the bar a little bit. It shows them that, hey, we're serious. And I also think it goes to show that Von Miller is serious about being a Bronco for life. He's back on a one-year deal, so nothing is guaranteed for Vaughn after the season. He's doing all the necessary things right now, in my opinion, to maybe solidify himself to prepare for a healthy and dominant season, but also to put himself in line for a contract extension. So obviously, great news for Vaughn as he returns to the team facility. He will make the $500,000 workout bonus. It's nice. I wish I could make that for showing up to work, but uh, obviously, I think that a lot of Broncos players will like that. Bradley Chubb's been training with DeMarcus Ware as well this offseason, and Vaughn is back in the mix at the facility. It's great for these young guys, and especially once the NFL draft occurs and they those guys start coming into the facility and seeing Vaughn, it's going to set a great example. I think it'll be big for those kids. Uh, well, not even kids, young adults, because their life is going to be changing. They're now a professional athlete. It's going to be an exciting process to play out. 
Broncos country. Coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get to the interview with Mario Vitanzi as he joins the show to play a really fun game that we engage with with Broncos country as to who they would be the most excited about in terms of draft pick versus who they'd be the most disappointed about if it was the draft pick selection this upcoming Thursday. Plus, we talk about some of the new news pertaining to the NFL draft, the 49ers, and maybe how it impacts the Broncos strategy in this year's NFL draft. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, betonline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. And this week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. You get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB. NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card this week as the nfl draft occurs we got you covered here in the locked on podcast network because we've partnered up with the draft network to cover the nfl draft live you're going to get insight and analysis from locked on local experts and the draft network's national experts so subscribe to the locked on nfl youtube page to watch live the three-day coverage of the nfl draft april 29th through May 1st, but now getting to our most exciting topic of the day. My man Mario Vitanzi is going to join us right here, right now. we got a fun game that we're going to play that we're going to interact with Broncos country a little bit, but more importantly, we're going to get Mario's thoughts, and maybe he can heal some Broncos fans' mindset leading up to the NFL draft. Mario, my man, how you doing, brother? You know... It might be a little presumptuous to think that I could heal anybody at this point, man. It's There's a lot of toxicity going on. So, yeah, I'm going to try and cleanse everybody and just give you a a well-thought-out, well-educated approach. But unfortunately, man, with the stuff that I see on Twitter, people don't really like that. But you're going to get it anyway. Well, you know, I think that that's where we could be the voice of reason at times, just to provide a different perspective. It's well, easy Cody, to subscribe is, to groupthink. That's why, that's why I – come onto your podcast. That's why I carve out time in my day to make sure that I hop on the podcast. It's not for my exposure, right? Like I don't do this for my health. Like I don't need to do this. This isn't my profession. This isn't my business, but I just want to help people. Like I want to help you and I want to help fans not be filthy casuals. You know, if all you did 24 seven, like 365 was talk about the quarterback situation. I'd be like, Rourke, man, look, I love you. And you seem like a good dude, but you're so far up your own ass with all this quarterback talk. Like, I'm not appearing on your pod. But you're not like that because you actually give pertinent information that pertains to the entire team. I know it's crazy. I know this sounds crazy, but bear with me. Y'all need to listen to Rourke because, man, he just did a he did a podcast with Michael Ojemudia, you know, the, the second-year corner who's about to break out. Trust me. You cover things that all of these other filthy casual sites don't. They think that if they say anything other than something about the quarterback, it's going to expose them for not knowing what they're talking about. And that's exactly what would happen if they tried to do what you do. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. 
rant you're over. Too, you're too kind, my man. No, it was a great <laughs> interview with Michael Ujmudia. And I tell you what, I love talking football with him. I feel like I could talk with Michael for hours. He, you know, he's a high IQ football player. We reflected on his season. The one thing I like about Mike is too, he wasn't afraid to go back to that week two matchup against Pittsburgh and say, hey, that was my welcome to the rookie moment. And he learned from it. He met with the media right after that game and he rebounded. I'm so excited to see what he can do in year number two. He's my type of guy, man. I would have loved to play with a guy like Michael Ujimudia back in my playing days. So the Broncos got a good one. Excited to see what he can learn from that very deep cornerback room and how he can contribute even more. But let's get to a little bit of a game here, Mario. I posed the question on Twitter to Broncos. He said, hey, it's draft week. Here's the Broncos draft pick. Who would you be the most excited about if they drafted this player? Who would you be the most disappointed with? And we've got some mixed results, and there's a lot of commonality with the quarterback position, right? But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that, but we're not going to be casual in just a sense of QB. There were a lot of great responses. But i got to ask you, Mario, uh, who would you be the most excited for if the Broncos drafted this player? And who would you be the most disappointed about if Denver drafted that player? If I'm being realistic, which remember, this is the theme of the entire podcast is being down to earth, realistic and educated. What I would be most excited for is if they traded back, got a lot of draft capital and they added a JOK or a Zayvon Collins. Like I love those dudes. Maybe Jamin Davis. I, I don't know as much about him. I know he's shooting up draft boards. In my mind, I think that they need two really good middle linebackers. And we've talked about it on this podcast. You see what Tampa Bay was able to do to Kansas City. They shut them down more than anybody. Yeah, it was scheme. Yeah, it was the front for the, the fact that they put pressure on. They have the two best middle linebackers in the NFL. Point blank period. That's just how it is. So if you can get a Zayvon Collins or a JOK early, come back with Jabril Cox, maybe if he falls to the third round, like I, I've thrown out double dipping on middle linebacker, but the more I think about it, like I've kind of soured to that idea. But... If they trade back and add maybe a second or third round pick, depending on if there's a team that desperately wants to move up, then, man, that would be what I'm most excited for. Um, Also, like just to be realistic, if Justin Fields falls to nine, I would be excited about that. I know a lot of people think that I'm anti quarterback and I'm a Drew Locke stand, but that's not it. Like I'm all about logic and reason. And I think that if Justin Fields, like if he falls to nine and you don't have to trade up to go get him, if you don't give up that precious capital, then I'm all on board for Justin Fields at nine. It makes a lot of sense. See, to me, he's quarterback two. So if you can get quarterback two at the ninth pick, obviously that makes sense. But again, I just don't see Fields falling to nine. And I'm not a big fan of trading up, man. Even if you go to six to Miami, you're still giving up probably what, a second or a third round pick. I just think that they have more pressing needs that they have to address, at least for the long term. I get it, man. This roster seems like it can win now. There's question marks at the inside linebacker position. Obviously, the biggest question mark at quarterback. And there's question marks maybe at the right tackle. But then here's the thing, Cody. If you're loaded up this year to make a run now, do you think that you're making that run with the rookie quarterback? It just doesn't happen that often. That's all I'm saying. That's the logic I'm talking about. So when I say that, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't want Justin Fields on this team. I do. But if that's the case, then I think fans need to lower their expectations of what a rookie quarterback is actually able to do, even given a stacked roster. Now, worst case scenario, I've been very vocal about this. I don't want Mac Jones anywhere near this team. I think it would be fantastic if the 49ers took him at three and then it just eliminated all semblance of an idea that he could end up with the Broncos. And I forgot where it was. It was some national. Was it James Palmer? That mocked Mac Jones yep. to Denver. Good old James. Oh my James, goodness. come on, man. If you're listening, I love you, dude. You're a good guy. But that's terrible. Please don't give me Mac Jones. 
I have said that my physique is better. And now I'm going to go like, bro, I've been hitting the heavy bag. I've been hitting the weights, clanging and banging. My physique is way better than Mac Jones. And I don't have any DUIs. Where's my first round hype? Nowhere. <laughs> Please keep Mac Jones away from my team. Please. Well, there's a chance he never actually makes it to number nine. And actually, we'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. But our good friend Benjamin Albright had responded to this tweet and said the most excited he would be is if the Broncos were to trade back, acquire capital, and get Zayvon Collins. And then the least would be any quarterback not named Trey Lance. That's a, that's interesting. You know, we know Ben. Ben Ben's got some ideas here, um, but we're obviously going to get Benjamin Albright on the show here this week. Oh, he's, he's tuned in, man. If Albright says something, you can take that crap to the bank. And I don't care what anybody else says. If you're one of these filthy casuals that thinks, oh, he just makes stuff up, he just covers all his bases, like that, you're not paying attention, and you just want to dislike Ben for the sake of disliking Ben, or because he came after you on Twitter and hurt your feelings. No, the dude is locked in, yeah. and we're locked. Pun up. intended. Pun Let's intended, go. Baby. Exactly. <laughs> And Broncos country, we're actually going to get to some of the, the brunt of what we're talking about here pertaining to the San Francisco 49ers and how it impacts the Broncos. Coming up here in just a moment, but before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And if you're like me, if you got a brand new vehicle or if you have a project in the garage that you're working on, you want to make sure you have everything that you need for that vehicle. And rockauto.com is where you need to go because that's where I go every single time I need something for my vehicle. And rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. And you could go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you could be looking for, whether it's an engine control module, a brake part, tail lamp, motor oil, or even a new air freshener that you can hang up on your window. You got that. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. The thing I like about it the most is I can quickly see all the parts available for my vehicle based on year, make, model. I get to choose the brands, the specifications, and even the prices that I prefer based on my budget. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And before we continue our interview with Mario Vitanzi, ladies and gentlemen, I just got to remind you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. NFL Draft Week is officially here, and the Ravens might shake everything up. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast, and follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But Mario, let's get into our uh, conversation here. The NFL Draft, it, it, you know, it's here. We're excited. We're going to have a complete reaction to all the Broncos picks. Looking forward to getting your insight on that when it happens. But I wanted to talk about some of the smokescreen that we've heard this week. The San Francisco 49ers, they pick at number three. They traded up to be able to get there, and they have decided on two players. And according to the media reports by Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, it's between Mac Jones 
and Trey Lance, not Justin Fields, which for me, I've been outspoken. I, I was like, it's crazy if they pass up on Justin Fields. But apparently it's between those two players right there. So that means there is a chance that maybe Justin Fields falls to the Broncos because the Atlanta Falcons, they may actually go with best player available considering some of the new Julio Jones trade rumors. And they may look to deal him after June 1st, which obviously you know, Kyle Pitts makes perfect sense for them. And then the only team you really have to worry about in terms of maybe trying to get a quarterback, Carolina may do it. But also teams may be looking to trade up ahead of Denver there. So there's a chance that Justin Fields could fall to Denver, but... I mean, what do you make of this between the 49ers, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance? Because, look, this is Kyle Shanahan, the guy that everybody in Broncos country wanted just a couple years ago. And he's had losing seasons outside of the Super Bowl run. And now everyone, you know, he may bank on his career on maybe Mac Jones. I know you don't like Mac Jones, but this is where we're at here. It. I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't understand the Mac Jones hype. And maybe I'm way off. Like, I'm not an evaluator by any means, and I get it. People think that his processing is great and that he's one of the smartest dudes in the class. But, Cody, don't you think that if it, your season and a half that you got to play, if you're throwing to four first-round wide receiver picks behind the best offensive line and handing off to two first-rounders, assuming Najee Harris goes first, don't you think that – Maybe, yeah, his processing is going to be pretty good because he's got dudes running wide open. I I just, I mean, I don't get it. But then again, maybe Kyle Shanahan, like maybe this is going to be like his big middle finger F you. Like, y'all don't think that I can make Jones, Mac Jones something? Sit and watch. So I don't know if it's an ego thing or if he's just on a whole nother level and he's seeing something that I'm not, which, yeah, there's probably a pretty good chance of that happening because Kyle Shanahan makes way more money doing what he does and I don't do what he does. So Kyle Shanahan plays Madden against kids and he says he gets frustrated because it's so unrealistic. He's doing all these different motions and audibling and these kids are playing a cover three sky. They call three plays, dude. And then they just like, they'll audible one or two guys like, that's how these young this how these young bucks play Madden. But if you're looking at the 49ers team, doesn't Trey Lance make the most sense? Like, are we forgetting like Jimmy Garoppolo's still on this team? I'm not saying that he's obviously their future because you don't trade up to three and not take a quarterback in this situation. But Garoppolo's gonna be there because they wanted a first round pick for him. Ain't nobody well, giving up a first round pick said, for though, Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan even said that, you know, there's Sunday's oh, not even here yet. He, he may guy, not even like be alive. He may not even be alive on Sunday. Like right. there's no guarantee. That like, was the this weirdest is... way to say that he's not their guy, right? <laughs> he he did say too that he does have a burner account on Twitter, so I'd be really intrigued to figure out what that was. But there was also something else, Mario, they got thrown out into the universe. Peter King had alluded to it. This isn't any kind of report, but this is more speculation that the Broncos, he's he can see the Broncos making a mid-round trade to the Carolina Panthers. For Teddy Bridgewater, and we've talked about this, Denver in no way, shape, or form, they're going to take on a $10 million guaranteed contract for a guy who may or may not be a backup quarterback for your team if you bring him in for quarterback competition. Carolina would have to eat that contract. Now, what would your thoughts be if Denver went with that path? If they, you know, stayed put at, you know, the, the first round at number nine and then maybe traded one of their other picks for Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know if I'm a big believer of that. I, I don't like it. I would rather the Broncos look at Drew Locke and maybe bring in a rookie if they really want to. If they're not going to get a first-round, second-round quarterback, maybe look at a day-three guy to bring in. You never know because we've seen that in the history. Some of these later-round guys could come back and be the next big thing in the NFL. The way that I see Teddy, man, like haven't we already seen his ceiling? Didn't we already see, like, hasn't he pretty much maxed out? And I get it. He took over for Drew Brees. He was 6-0 and or whatever that year. But he was with the New Orleans Saints. They had one of the best defenses. They had the best receiver in football that season. They have Alvin Kamara. Like, yeah, he stepped into a really good situation. Now, you could argue that he'd be stepping into a good situation in Denver. 
and you would do it for a quarterback competition, but I wouldn't really expect Teddy to beat out Drew Locke. I could be wrong, but then there's something to say about chemistry. Like Drew Locke, despite what people think, he's working with his guys. He's in there doing, like putting in the work, doing what he needs to do, which is what you expect. But is I thought a guy he's been like, to Cabo though, though. Yeah, but it, no, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's doing it all from Cabo, Cody. Oh, is the thing. Like he's still not in Denver. He's been in Mexico for five months. That's just been his off season. Yeah. But does Teddy, the question that you have to ask if you're George Payton and if you're this franchise, do you think that he's a viable option where if Teddy comes in that he could potentially beat out Drew Locke and is it going to be a fair competition? We already saw a fixed quarterback competition and, you know, we've alluded to it. Paxton Lynch versus Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon had no business winning the competition because it was a fixed competition and Paxton still couldn't win. So is it going to be like a real life competition where they're like, you know what? The best man wins, and then whoever wins this competition, that's our starter. Or is it Drew Locke's our starter, but Teddy's here, and then if something happens with Drew, then Teddy's there. Like, I, I just don't like the idea. And if it's a mid-round pick, if you're talking about fifth, sixth round, that would be the most that I'm willing to give up. Third, fourth, I see, I think that's too rich for my blood. Because then my line of thinking is if they don't land a Justin Fields with their first pick, then if Kellen Mond's sitting there in the third round – wouldn't you rather draft Kellen Mond with a third-round pick than give up a third-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, maybe I'm crazy to think that because we know what we're getting with Teddy. But like I said, you know what you're getting with Teddy. Dude already hit his ceiling. Like, he's not going to be the quarterback that puts you over the edge, at least not in my opinion. Well, you know, and even I, I, I've i thought about Kellen Mond. And look, he's athletic. He can run. He can be one of those guys. I think he still has to improve some of his awareness. But even a guy like Davis Mills, without the season that Stanford had, there are a lot of people, a lot of NFL scouts that believe that Davis Mills will be a first-round talent if, in fact, that Stanford didn't struggle. And he didn't have some of that injury history, obviously, with the, with the knee. There's things about him that's impressive, too, that, hey, maybe Stanford guy. I know the John Elway you know, connection is not Smart there because dude, John sure. Elway is no longer doing it. But there is some legitimacy behind some NFL scouts thinking that he is a potential first round guy. And George Payton had even mentioned, too, you know, not just not four guys, not five guys. He mentioned that maybe six quarterbacks could go round one. Five to six guys could be round one talents. So I wonder who that fifth or sixth guy is, according to the Broncos board. Let me pose this question just pertaining to that really quick. And I know, like, I I crap all over Mac Jones, and it's deserved because he has two DUIs, and, like, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, let's just put Davis Mills or Kellen Mond in that situation in Alabama. And I get it. It's it's a weird comparison, and it's like, yeah, it's a what if, what if. What if I could fart rainbows and ride it to a pot of gold? Like, yeah, it's all hypothetical. But what if a Kellen Mond or Davis Mills or even, like, a Kyle Trask, what if they were at Alabama and they had those weapons, they had that system – this is why I'm not sold on Mac Jones because I firmly believe that if one of these mid-round guys like a Kellen Mond, and I'd pose this question on Twitter, it's like if Kellen Mond was with Bama the last year and a half in that offense, where does he go? And a lot of people are like, oh, he's probably a top 10 pick. I'm like, so do you see the disconnect? Do you see where like I'm not buying into the Mac Jones hype? So then it's like, yeah, maybe we're we're writing off a dude like Kellen Mond because he wasn't in a good system. He's raw, but he has all the talent in the world. We saw his pro day. And it's hard to say, like, can these dudes process? Because here's the thing, Cody. You can't actually say if a guy processes in college because it's college. When you get to the pros, it's 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 almost like another sport. I don't care that Mac Jones was good at processing at Alabama because that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be good at processing in the NFL. And the same goes with Justin Fields. According to PFF, and, you know, like, throw that crap to the wind, like, they just kind of throw stuff against the wall and hope that it sticks. But one of the things that they said – was that Justin Fields was the best processor 
of all of the quarterbacks in this draft, whatever that means, right? But it still has to translate. He still yeah. has to face pro-style NFL defenses that are bigger, stronger, faster than anything that you face at the college level. So th- that that's my whole thought on it, man. It's like I would much rather take a flyer on a dude like on a Kellen Mond uh, or Davis Mills in late second, early third. And if they creep up into the first, man, then, then they creep up into the first and nobody saw that coming. And that's the best part of the draft. But give me one of those dudes over Teddy Bridgewater, and that's just me personally. Well, and I agree with you there. And we have this conversation every year when it comes to the draft. Everyone says, well, next year's class ain't really a very deep class, or it's they not a very good every quarterback year, class. They say but that every the damn year. Next year, we're probably, I mean, or the, actually this year, 2021, we're actually probably going to see a real legitimate college football season without any interruptions. Fans in the stands, you know, should be returning back to normal. So we, we should get a better evaluation. The combine will happen next year, obviously. At, that's how things are projected. So we'll find out. So if Denver is in a position, let's say they do, you know, take a, take a flyer on a Kellen Mond in round three or something like that. They have a chance to, if things don't work out with Drew Locke this year, they have a chance really next year to look at the NFL draft specifically. So, obviously, that's something to dive into. Ladies and gentlemen, the NFL draft is this Thursday. We'll have coverage here, Locked On Broncos, to bring you the latest news, updates, and reaction to the Broncos selections. And plus, we're going to hear from Vic Fancher. We're going to hear from George Payton and the Broncos draft selections virtually as well following the draft. So, Friday's episode is going to be heatful. You're going to have a lot of insight here, Locked On Broncos. Then the following week, we're going to have Patrick Coyote, and Mario Vitanzi sitting here to break down the action with myself. And obviously, we're going to do player profile series as well. But with that said, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to today's episode, Locked on Broncos. You guys can follow my man, Mario Vitanzi, at Mile High Mario. And as he would say, don't be a filthy casual. And if you order don't shirts, be a filthy casual. we love you. We, we love you. you for, That's we a lot of love right that. there. And you might see some interesting people rocking the Don't Be a Filthy Casual shirt. Just keep an eye on your timelines in the near future, folks. You but mean with like that said, recognizable people that... That, that yeah, a lot of individuals time. might look up to? Maybe. Quite possibly. I guess right? we'll see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for today's episode of the show. I'm Cody Orcosta, Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you next time for a brand new episode of the show. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.